Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everybody. It's Melissa. I'm back. You're back. We're back. I have something important to talk about today. I've been feeling pretty guilty about this thing, and I just need to put it out into the world that I've kind of just had my head in the sand when it comes to the issues of the world for quite some time now. Um, the other day, or not the other day, like weeks ago <laughs> now, um, I posted something on Instagram, um, a question box, just saying I was going to do a Q&A episode and asked you guys for some questions to throw out there. And um, a few people asked about, you know, in a roundabout way, like how I'm handling everything that's going on in the world right now, or how, you know, tips with how they can handle things that are going on in the world right now. Um, and just sort of talking about, you know, the circumstances of the world in general. And it really got me thinking that I should just do a full episode on that very question because I I have a lot to say about it. And the things I have to say about it might be a little bit unconventional, um, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm not alone in this. Um, this is just how I cope, is that I kind of hide from it. I, I tune it out. I put my head in the sand. As I said, I, I don't really want to see it or hear about it. Um, you know, there's one big thing going on in the world right now that's devastating and awful. And, um, I mean, there really are no words to describe what's happening in certain parts of the world right now. Um, and aside from that, you know, just the everyday things that happen in the world that are on the news, you know, locally, or it's just a lot. And so I want to clarify that I haven't always been like this. Um, but the, the goings on of the past few years, and I guess maybe uh, just prior to the past few years, because now we're getting a little bit further removed, right, from when COVID first began, and we all went on lockdown, and then the world kind of started falling apart. Um, here in the States, you know, worldwide there was stuff happening, but here in the States we had a lot of really terrible things happening um, within our Black communities. Um, there was a lot of social unrest, there was a lot of injustice, you know, and then we had... Um, someone leading our country, uh, who I don't want to get political on here, but, um, you know, he, he was not <laughs> doing the, the job that, that we needed to have done at that time. I'll just keep it at that. Um, and 
I was very engaged in everything that was going on at that time. And the, the problem is with autism (laughs) is that at least for me, you know, once again, this podcast is me speaking my point of view, right? And me talking about my feelings and the way that I deal with things. And, um, From my point of view, the way that my brain works is that I'm a very goal and solutions oriented type of person. I'm a very let's make a plan, let's solve the problem sort of person, let's figure out what's going on sort of person. And I also have the hyper empathy issue where things affect me very deeply and I think when those two things are compounded with each other like the situations causing so much hyper empathy and also the things that are happening seem to have no solution they're so big and they're so widespread and they're so insidious and they're you know and there's nothing that I, as one single person, can do. Now, some might argue that that's the wrong way to look at things, right? That us looking at ourselves as one single person is a problem because if we all stepped forward as a single person and joined together, then that's when real change can happen. In theory, right? But... I guess for me, even that part of it is stressful. Even trying to get, I guess, I don't know, get things moving in the right direction, try and incite change. It's that part is also extremely stressful and horrible. So, um, I can equate this to when I first went vegan. (laughs) When I first went vegan, I did so for ethical purposes. Um, Prior to going completely vegan, hang on, my phone is beeping. Let me turn off my, uh, sorry. It's been a long time since I forgot to shut off my notifications when I'm recording. Um, okay. So when I first went vegan, I had already been vegetarian for like 10 plus years at that point. So for those of you that don't know, because I know there are some people who aren't really clear about what the difference is between vegetarianism and being a vegan, vegetarianism is more just like you don't eat meat. And there are a lot of vegetarians who still consume dairy or eggs or seafood, um, And that was me. You know, I still ate seafood once in a while. I still had dairy. I still ate eggs or stuff with eggs in it. Um, I haven't really ever been a big fan of eggs on their own, but like, you know, stuff with eggs in it, baked goods and things like that. And, um, you know, when you transition to fully vegan, you don't eat anything that comes from any sort of animal. So you're, you're primarily, you know, purely plant-based food items. So my vegetarianism 
was because I just didn't like meat. I went vegetarian because it dawned on me that the meat that I was eating, (laughs) because I took a biology class and we were talking about parts of the human body and parts of animal bodies and dissecting animals and comparing them to human bodies and I kind of realized that uh, flesh is flesh and eating an animal was really no different than eating human meat because it's all made up of the same stuff and it, you know, my existential brain just couldn't stop thinking about that fact Um, and I just stopped eating meat because it started really grossing me out. So that was how I became vegetarian. Uh, I wasn't thinking about the animals, I wasn't thinking about the ethics, um, but then then the whole vegan thing... uh, it came about because I learned a lot of stuff about the the animal uh, farming industry. And even though I wasn't eating meat anymore, um, the dairy industry is terrible. Uh, the seafood industry is terrible. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on that's wrecking the planet and um, harming animals. And uh, when I first became a vegan, it was like any other sort of autistic moment where I couldn't just be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to eat vegan now. No big deal. I, it became my entire life and my entire personality, right? I learned everything I could about every aspect of everything having to do with veganism, with the animal ag industry, with the dairy industry, with, you know, I just started, I couldn't stop. It became a special interest. It became a hyper fixation. And I became one of those people who just got so wrapped up in the horrors of what I knew, right? That I couldn't even be like a proper activist because I was so emotional and so overwhelmed with feelings of frustration and not understanding why people couldn't understand where I was coming from and why cheese is so goddamn important to some people and why they won't see and why they won't agree. So this episode isn't about, this isn't intended to be about me and my veganism. I'm just kind of drawing a parallel here because this is how I get about things. And becoming vegan was supposed to be something that I mean, I thought it would be something that felt very fulfilling, that felt very um, purposeful and good, you know, to be like, oh, I'm doing something good. I'm I'm backing a good cause and I'm going to teach people about it and it's going to be great. And it became like the opposite of that. It was a, it was horrible. I was so stressed out about the fact that all of these animals are dying. Right. And all of this horrible stuff is happening. Um, and you know, Gray and I for a while, so Gray and I went vegan together at the same time and we both got this way because we're both neurodivergent people and this is how we live our lives is just exactly like this obsession. Um, and we, for about a year after we became vegan, we got very into the whole, um, activism, animal activism scene and and culture and all of that and it got to a point for both of us where we decided that we are not meant to be activists we're terrible activists because we cannot 
separate feeling passionate with feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And there is a big difference. There are some people who make amazing activists because yes, what they are um, fighting for or um, you know, talking about, teaching people about is it's something that they care deeply about and they're able to do it in a way that feels really good to them. But I, I can't do it. And that doesn't mean I'm any better or worse than those people. Like, we all have our own ways, right? We all have our own talents and personalities and ways that we deal with things. And Gray and I both decided that we needed to step back from the whole activism thing. It was, it was killing us. Like, not literally, but like, <laughs> we were both just like, had a lot of anger in our hearts and it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good at all. Anger, resentment, it, it was just, it was not a good look, right? So we took a step back. And when all of the stuff started happening in 2020, um, first with COVID and then with all of the social things that were going on and political things and, and everything that was happening, and I started to feel myself getting pulled back in. Um, and it felt very similar to, you know, the moment in time when I started getting hyper-focused on, on the vegan thing. Um, and I think that a lot of the stuff that was happening in the world and my fixation on it is really what, part of what led me into the extreme (laughs) emotional dysregulated state that I was in, um, the state of burnout that I was in when I realized I was autistic. Um, you know, it was because I was having a really hard time emotionally. I was having a lot of meltdowns. I was, there was just, I was living inside a different version of myself. And I do, I highly, highly believe that so much of the stuff that was happening in the world, I just couldn't handle all of it. I couldn't handle it. Um, I worry so much about everything already <laughs> that the horrors of the world is like on top of everything else that I'm already so worried about and being, being a highly anxious person as well. You know, I'm a person who deals with anxiety, um, at a pretty high level as my baseline. So, you know, I have that going and then I have the hyper empathy and I have all of the, you know, hyper fixation tendencies and all of that together is just a recipe for disaster for me and my mental health. And so when people ask me about what's going on right now in the world, I have mixed emotions because I feel kind of like a terrible person because I haven't been exposing myself to it. And what a luxury, what a privilege, right? To be able to just not pay attention. Because there are places in the world where horrible things are happening to people and they can't shut it off. It's happening to them and it's awful. And I guess it feels feels selfish. It feels ignorant. It feels 
like I should be trying to do more or at least, you know, trying to engage more. Um, But I have to think about the cost of that to myself. Um, And sometimes I'm learning (laughs) that I have to put myself first, that I have to be selfish. And we always sort of spin selfish as a bad word, right? That's a that's a word. If someone calls you selfish, that's an insult, right? It's like, I'm not selfish. But I've sort of started to look at the word selfish in a different light. Yes, there are times when being selfish is not good. It's not a good look. It's not a, it's, you know, not a way to live your life. But other moments... Um, I think being selfish is perfectly appropriate, perfectly okay, and necessary. You have to decide what to spend your mental health energy on. You have to decide where to put your spoons, right? And for those of us who don't have much to give already... (laughs) It's really, really hard to engage because I can't shut it off. You know, it's really hard to shut it off. I'm going to do an episode soon about being a nurse and going back into nursing. I'm working in a field of nursing that I've never worked in before. And I see a lot of situations that are really emotional and really hard. And it's the same type of thing where I have a really hard time separating and shutting it off. Um, And that's going to be a whole episode in and of itself, um, because there's a lot to say about that. Um, But it's a parallel. It's another parallel. It's I have to look at these things and be like, this is a pattern, right? A pattern spotting. What a surprise. The autistic person is looking for patterns. But like, it is. It's a pattern. I can look back and see multiple instances throughout my life this common theme, this pattern of behavior where it's like, I have to get to a point where I allow myself to disengage and not feel bad about that. So long story (laughs) short-ish, I haven't been paying attention. I am completely ignorant as to what is going on in the world, in the US and beyond. I don't even know, I don't even watch my local news. I don't know what's going on in the city I live in. I also have a problem with the news media. It's it's really hard. Okay, here's another angle to autism that makes engaging in this stuff extra hard is that I have a hard time um, knowing what to believe, knowing who to trust, knowing what's real, what's not, those types of things where it's like, it takes me extra effort and energy to figure that stuff out as well on top of everything else where it's like, who can I trust? What's, you know, what is this person's motive potentially for saying this or for reporting on this or for, you know, it's just like, and the negativity on the news, it's just, can we just create a news channel that's just like good news? If anyone knows it, there's got to be that somewhere, at least on like social media or some or something, right? It's like, 
there has to be a good news channel where it's like, look at all the happy things that happened today. Look at all the good stuff that's going on in the world. No, it's none of that. Like, I don't know how news used to be when it started, when news started being a thing, but like, has it always been this way? And it's so big now, you know, with, with all of the different channels, it used to be like the news came on at five o'clock. My dad used to watch the news at night before dinner. It's like you turn it on channel five. That was the channel that the news, I mean, channel four or five in our house. Um, and it would come on five o'clock. It would last for an hour. And that was it. Now, news 24-7. And when the news isn't on your TV, it's on your phone. It's on social media. It's everywhere. So it's, it's even harder to like that part is really hard to navigate and figure out as well. And I feel like also once you, there's algorithms now. So once you engage in a little bit of it, more of it starts showing up, right? And then you start to get like subsumed into this world this of, of just like all of these different social media outlets and channels that are reporting on all of these different things. And it's just like, I just want to watch like, some cat videos. I want to watch Merlin the pig. Shout out to Merlin the pig. If you haven't discovered Merlin the pig on Instagram, please go check it out because it will um, open your eyes to what wonderful animals pigs are. (laughs) And that's what I want to watch. And does that make me a bad person? I don't know. Does it make me irresponsible? I don't know. Is it helping my mental health stay okay? Yes, that I do know. You know, I have a lot going on right now, guys. And I feel like I'm at a moment in time also where I kind of have to be selfish. I'm not going to make it through the next year through working and going to school and trying to be a mom and trying to keep up with everything else going on in my life, plus being neurodivergent. Um, that's already, I'm, I'm at a hundred percent capacity right now. Uh, so yeah, that's my answer. For everyone who asked how I'm handling what's going on in the world or what I think about what's going on in the world, the answer is I don't think about it because I can't handle it because it's awful. Even talking about it for this little bit of time, I'm starting to feel my stress and anxiety level go up in my body. Just talking about how I'm avoiding it is making me... because. Me talking about it, avoiding it makes me think about what it is I'm avoiding and it makes me, it's, it's tuning me into what's going on in the world, the things that I'm avoiding. And I want, there, there's just this naive part of me, this hopeful part of Melissa, the sunshine side of my personality that just wants to believe that the world is a good place, that there are good people, that people are nice to each other and there's not hate and there's not discrimination and there's not wars and bombings and, you know, people killing each other. I just, 
(sighs) And then I go off and listen to true crime podcasts. So how that makes any sense, I don't know. But (laughs) uh, that's a contradiction for you, I guess. I can't figure it out. So anyway, that's that about that. I hope that some of you can understand where I'm coming from with this. And I know that there are, there's got to be some people out there who kind of have to do the same thing that I'm doing and just practice avoidant behavior when it comes to stuff like this. It's just, it's too hard. It's too hard. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. And I hope you're all having a good week. And I think I'll think I'll end it here. If you haven't joined the Patreon yet, go join. It's $5 a month. You get access to our Discord community and you get extra bonus episode every month of me and Gray talking about something. So yeah, there's that. There's merch at the OTJMA store. All of the links to all of this stuff is in my, um, show notes, my show notes in the show notes. Uh, I'm already, I'm see, I'm flustered. Can you tell I'm flustered just from talking about this a little bit? Okay. I gotta go now. I gotta go. I gotta go do some deep breathing or something. I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.